Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Get Stoked Podcast. I am Austin Stokel, and I am your host. This is the first episode of 2022, and we are off to a pretty interesting start. Uh, This week, we're covering the recaps of all the bowl games that have happened already, as well as a look at the national championship, Georgia and Alabama, as well as a look at the NFL playoff picture, which is crazy already, and there's like four teams trying to get in at the same spot. We will take a look at that as well as what is up with Antonio Brown. Honestly, he is making the headlines. We will discuss what we know as well as a look at some basketball and NFL if we have time for it, which I think we will. We'll do that and a sneak peek on what's happening in Australia with Novak Djokovic on this podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everyone had a great New Year and Christmas break. I know we had an episode last week, but I just thought I'd put it out there see how everyone's doing. Uh, bowl game season was absolutely phenomenal. Big Ten going 6-4. and four. So Big Ten, I think, did they did fairly well, honestly, uh, with, of course, wins from Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Maryland. Uh, Purdue had a huge win over Tennessee. We'll discuss all of that. Kicking things off now, we have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl where Maryland absolutely just dominated Virginia Tech, 54-10. to 10. So Maryland has been a middle-of-the-pack middle, middle of the Big Ten team for me, and they just absolutely crushed it against Virginia Tech. And I am surprised because, Maryland, you exceeded every expectation I had in, coming into this bowl game. I was expecting a close game, not an absolute destruction. Oh, my God goodness Maryland oh man I am I was at a loss of words at this game so again Maryland 54 to Virginia Tech's 10 great job Maryland go Terps and then up next we had Clemson 20 to Iowa State 13 in the Cheez-It Bowl rightfully so Dabo Sweeney got dumped with a bunch of Cheez-Its out of a Gatorade cooler and uh, that was not that was one of the Many antics of dumping the head coach with Gatorade, Cheez-Its, uh, the Mayo Bowl had a lot of mayo, which was it was kind of disgusting how much mayo there was, but it was it's it's the name of the game honestly uh, for the winning coaches. And then the next bowl game on this list is the Valero Alma Bowl, number sixteen, Oklahoma defeating Oregon, forty-seven to thirty-two. Oregon coming out strong in the beginning of this game. Uh, but Oklahoma, wow, you really roared, you roared back. Holy cow. Uh, 47 to 32, Oklahoma wins it. And that was on the 29th uh, with those three games. And then moving on to what happened to 30th, which was, of course, the Dukes Mayo Bowl. South Carolina, 38 versus North Carolina's 21. And South Carolina's head coach, of course, got dumped with a whole cooler of mayo. Uh, kind of gross, but as a mayo lover myself, I personally do not like that much mayo. Uh, just a little bit's good. Uh, but again, South Carolina won the state rivalry, if you'd like to call it, the North versus South Carolina game. 
uh, which is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So congrats on the Gamecocks on winning that game. And personally, this next game is a top three game for me. Absolutely. The Transperfect Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee. Purdue 28 to Tennessee 45. And Purdue won this in overtime. Purdue Boilermakers, boiler up, let's go. Oh my goodness. They won on a field goal in overtime when Tennessee missed it, their chance. Uh, I was watching this game from home, and I noticed that Tennessee fans outnumbered Purdue fans 3-1, to one, or at least 3-1. to one. It could have been 4-1, to one too. Um, but whenever Tennessee scored, uh, they it was loud. It was like you're at Tennessee at, in Knoxville. And uh, Purdue was trailing. Uh, if you remember back to the last episode, uh, this game was going on when I was recording all of this and Purdue was down, I believe 21 to three, or it was, it was not close. And I said, Purdue could w- come back and win it. And, uh, they did, they definitely did. Holy cow. Uh, so Boilermakers, you never fail to disappoint. You are a team full of upsets. You upset Ohio state, you upset Wisconsin, uh, a couple years ago, I believe, uh, you upset Iowa a couple years ago too. Michigan State more recently, so they they are the team for upsets. So congrats, Purdue, on the Music City Bowl win. And then up next, we had the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Spartan fans, you are going to love this one. Michigan State came back to win it, thirty-one to against Pittsburgh, twenty-one, and Michigan State coming out kind of the coming out of the gate. Um, was, they did not really look all that impressive. I was really surprised on how Pittsburgh played, considering that their starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, uh, opted out of the game, as well as uh, Kenneth Walker, or K-9, a lot of people call him, uh, opted out for Michigan State. Uh, but 21-10 going into halftime, uh, Michigan State, I had a feeling they would turn things around, and they did. They definitely did. Um, again, Michigan State sealed the deal with a pick six against Pittsburgh, which was it was phenomenal. It was great, great play. Um, props to, Sp- to Spartan Nation. Props to Michigan State. Uh, great win. Uh, represent the Big Ten on that one. That was Class A football right there. And then in the Las Vegas Bowl, we had Wisconsin 20 against Arizona State 13. Wisconsin, I knew they'd win this one. Their defense had improved dramatically throughout the season ever since they lost to Michigan. And Arizona State was definitely one of those dark horse teams that I think could beat almost anyone in the nation, Uh, especially Oregon, USC, possibly Michigan if they'd played them. Uh, Alabama, not, no. Um, But Wisconsin pulling out the win in Las Vegas. Great job. And then we move on to Friday, December 31st which a lot of Michigan fans know that's when Michigan played. I will get to that in a hot second, but I'd like to move on to the Gator Bowl with Wake Forest 38 to Rutgers 10. Uh, Rutgers uh, was put in to the, this game as a 5-7 and seven team. Uh, I can't remember who they replaced in this game, uh, but Wake Forest being the ACC runner-up basically absolutely dominated this game. Great win, great play for the ACC runner-up, and it was, I don't think, I never thought Rutgers was going to win this game, honestly. Oh man, Rutgers, you are a team that I will look into the future 
to see how you guys do, really. Um, Rutgers, is, I, Rutgers is one of those teams that they, they're, they're just there, you know? They're kind of at the bottom of the Big Ten. When they first joined, they never really had much to go for other than basketball. Um, yeah, they just beat Michigan at home, first in their program history. Um, but football is a whole different story. So we'll talk about Rutgers at a different time. Uh, again, 38 for Wake Forest, Rutgers 10. Then moving on to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which is a weird name already. But Central Michigan, you guys got it done. Oh, my goodness. Central Michigan 24 to Washington State 21. Fire up chips. Oh, my goodness. This was a great game. Uh, oh, man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Central Michigan, I never thought you guys could pull this off against a team like Washington State who absolutely manhandled Washington in the Apple Cup earlier this year. You guys you guys proved me wrong. I was very excited about this game. Another State of Michigan win. Uh, but yeah, fire up chips. Let's go. And then the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl was canceled due to COVID-19, along with a couple other games. And now... Moving into the college football playoff semifinals, starting with number one, Alabama, Roll Tide versus number four, Cincinnati. Alabama easily won 27 to six. Um, you know, but Alabama, they didn't truly impress me like they usually do. Uh, they played well, don't get me wrong, but they didn't play as well as I thought they would. Um, Bryce Young got picked once or twice. Cincinnati's defense really kind of hung in there for the majority of the game. And I was I was surprised, honestly. Um what also surprised me was Cincinnati only scoring six points, which was two field goals. Um I'm yeah, I've uh props to Cincinnati. They deserve to be there despite what everyone had said about them not being there. You know, and um a lot of people say, oh they're a non-power five conference team they shouldn't be there well yeah i mean they deserved it they won their conference they went 13 and 0 before this game and they beat a very good notre dame team which we'll get to in a second uh but i think they deserve to be there it proves that anyone can go in if they win and if they play well if they play top 25 teams um i know another couple of other teams like utsa uh houston were all ranked um, Oregon was ranked. They did not deserve to be in, honestly. They deserved to lose the uh, Alma Bowl, which they did. Um, but, yeah, Alabama didn't truly impress me. They looked like the team that they usually were outside of the SEC title game, who, if you remember, decimated Georgia in that game. Uh, but, yeah, again, 27-6, to Alabama won. Oh, man. The next one on this list is the Capital One Orange Bowl. Oh, man, this is a sour one for me. Uh, Georgia won 34 to Michigan 11. Uh, I I knew Georgia wasn't gonna. Uh, I knew Georgia was going to win uh, this game. They they set the tone early. Uh, they played well defensively. They were fast. Our O line could not handle them. Kane McNamara had to make quick impulsive plays. Uh, got picked off twice. Uh, but later in the game, JJ uh, McCarthy looked he looked solid. Uh, he got us our only touchdown of the game uh, with Donovan Edwards. And I think the future is bright for Michigan. I really do. Um, 
I know there's a lot of rumors spreading around Jim Harbaugh being interested in NFL. I don't think he's going to leave. I really don't. Uh, he could be interested and say, yeah, let's see what the options are. But if Michigan can get to him first or if Michigan says, you know what, we're going to part ways, even though you took us to the playoff and you won the championship, uh, I again, I don't see that happening. I really don't. And uh, this team has a lot of potential. Yeah, they're losing a lot of guys like Hutchinson, Ojabo, are, both went to the draft. Daxton Hill is going to the draft. Um, I th- I see a lot of potential, and Michigan now knows what it takes to get back into this uh, playoff. They they beaten Ohio State. They beat Ohio to win the Big Ten championship. And honestly, I I know I keep saying this, but Michigan has the potential to do it again. They really do. I know Ohio State is going to be a little angry, say, oh, we lost to Michigan. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I I think it will be a great game in Columbus next year. Uh, but Michigan, they now know what it takes. And there's going to be a team in the next four, there's going to be a player, excuse me, in the next four years knowing what it takes to get to the playoff, what it takes to beat Ohio State to get back to the Big Ten Championship. And Jim Harbaugh has arguably the best coaching staff he's had in years. And I I can see him utilizing everything in his arsenal right now to get back into the playoff, to beat Ohio State again, to beat Michigan State, because they're now 0-2 since Mel Tucker arrived. And, you know, I... I honestly, I'm making a way too early prediction. I say they go 11 to one again. I really do. Their only loss being to maybe a team earlier in the year, maybe to Penn State at home. You never know. Um, but once once the season gets closer, which is nine months away, we'll talk more about it. Again, Michigan, I think your future is bright. I really do. So again, Georgia going on to the national championship to face Alabama, 34 to Michigan's 11. Then on New Year's Day, wow. I'd, let me let me just say real quick, New Year's Day was packed with action. Best football day ever. Outside of Michigan being Ohio State, best f- day for football. Amazing play, great games. We're starting off with the Outback Bowl, number 21 Arkansas beating Penn State 24 to 10. Uh, I knew Arkansas was going to win this game easily. Uh, I thought Penn State would with Sean Clifford being healthy, uh, but I was I was wrong. I really was. Arkansas for me was definitely one of those teams that uh, they they're kind of mediocre. Uh, they absolutely got destroyed by Georgia earlier this year, um, but they weren't truly that great of a team throughout the season. And of course, they deserved their spot in the Outback Bowl. They deserved to win after looking at the score. Um, but yeah, Razorbacks got it done. Yeah, one win for the SEC. And then moving on to the Verbo Citrus Bowl, close game for Iowa. Holy cow. Number 22, Kentucky, 20 to number 15, Iowa, 17. A field goal difference to tie the game. Kentucky coming out strong in the fourth quarter. My goodness, the Hawkeyes, I thought they'd win this game at least by three. But Kentucky proved that they were the better team. Uh, They really did. Uh, I know that Kentucky is looking... They have a bright future ahead of them, too. Are they going to be top 10 next year? No. Top 25? Yeah, maybe. Um, But, again, Kentucky, 20 to 15, Iowa, 17. And then 
another top three game for me this bowl game season. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Oh my goodness. Notre Dame, what is happening to you? You guys are 0-8 in bowl games in the last several years. Oklahoma State winning 37 to Notre Dame's 35. And I remember watching this game. Uh, Notre Dame went up early fast. They were up 14-0 at like the middle, near end of the first quarter. 21-7 maybe. But Oklahoma State, you guys really turned it around in the second half. I was truly impressed. I was I was excited for you. Go Cowboys. This is the this is the punch in the face you should have given Baylor, honestly. Uh, but Notre Dame with their new head coach coming in. I I think I think he definitely could be a great coach for Notre Dame. Uh, it sucks that um, Brian Kelly left. And if you don't know, Brian Kelly actually coached Grand Valley, which is my alma mater. But that's besides the point. Uh, Oklahoma State came back to win. I believe they're down 28 to 14 at halftime. I'm not entirely sure. But Notre Dame, you guys got to get your act together with all these bowl games. You're 0-8. What is happening? Like You guys got blown up by Alabama a couple, several years ago. You haven't won a bowl game in like forever. And a lot of people said, yeah, they could have made it in the playoff. <laughs> not after this game. Oh, no. Oh, man. But again, number nine, Oklahoma State, 37 to number five, Notre Dame, 35. And I'd say this next game, uh, the Rose Bowl, probably the best game I've seen in a long time. Ohio State, Utah, this Rose Bowl was an instant classic. Utah was playing so well until their quarterback, Cam Rising, went out with an injury. And um, I honestly thought that Utah was going to win this game. I really did. But Ohio State, they proved to play resilient. Um, Their quarterback, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't know why. Um, But he went off for more than 500 yards passing. Holy cow. It was a crazy stat. Like he, They set records. One of their wide receivers, uh, his name escapes me as well. He went off as well. And this was an f- amazing game. Holy cow. It was it was so awesome. I wanted Utah to win this game. I was really rooting for him. But Ohio State, you guys managed to pull it off. I was so surprised. And uh, Utah, it, this game was going back and forth, back and forth. Utah going up by two touchdowns. Ohio State bringing it in within one. Then after Cameron Rising went out, Utah, uh, Ohio State just took over, took the reins over. And, of course, a crushing loss for Utah, but they just, they deserve to be there after beating Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, this this has to be a favorite bowl game of mine in the last 10 years. Absolute favorite. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but this game proved that they could have beaten anyone this year. And my... Goodness gracious. I I just can't stop hyping this game up. It was amazing. If you have a chance, go back and look at the replay, the highlights. This game was an instant classic. Amazing, amazing game. And congratulations, Ohio State. I never thought I'd say that this year, but I am. Ohio State winning 48-45 over Utah. And up next is the All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, Baylor winning 21-7. 
this game was probably the most evenly matched game I have seen other than Ohio State and Utah. That that was evenly matched too. Um, but Baylor and Ole Miss, that was truly a defensive game. Ole Miss was running the ball left and right. Baylor was stopping pass plays and rush plays. And once uh, Corral uh, went out, the Ole Miss quarterback went out, Baylor just took over. They said, you know what? We're going to win this game. And I thought that this was this was a very defensive game, a very fast-paced game. Baylor deserved to win. Ole Miss played like they should have won too. Uh, again, this is a 21-7 win for Baylor. Uh, I think this just proves that they belong in the top 10. Uh, if it's next year, they definitely played like a top 10 team. Ole Miss, I'd say a top 15 team next year. Uh, but again, Baylor winning this game 21-7. to Then the last bowl game before the national championship, which is this Monday, uh, this is the Tax Act Texas Bowl. This happened on Tuesday of this past, this past Tuesday. Uh, Kansas State and LSU... Kansas State, 42 to LSU's 20. Uh, I did not see this game whatsoever. I was too busy and had no interest in it, honestly. Uh, but Kansas State looked like they played uh, very well. I saw the highlights of this game. Kansas State full, fully in control, basically, for the whole whole time, uh, looking at the score here. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much to say on this game. Uh, Kansas State, 42 to LSU's 20. And that wraps up our bowl game section, our little little clip here. Uh, but up next, uh, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little short break here. Up next, we're gonna I'm going to preview the national championship, of course, presented by AT&T. So I'll be back in a hot second. Now moving on to the national championship, Georgia and Alabama, a matchup. Frankly, we all saw coming. Um, I'm looking at the spread here. It is a two-point favorite for Georgia over Alabama, which I'm not surprised. Georgia clearly looks like the better team in the playoff uh, after going up against Michigan. Um, Alabama, they they looked they looked good. They looked like Alabama, but not like the Alabama that we've seen in years past. Um, in the matchup predictor, I'm looking off of on ESPN, uh, 58.4% for Georgia compared to Alabama's 41.6. But we all know what happened last time when these two teams played in the SEC championship. Alabama just completely decimated Georgia secondary. And I don't think that'll happen again. I really don't. The way Georgia played against Michigan shows me that Georgia is hungry for a win over Alabama. They're hungry for this title. And they will prove themselves to do it. Uh, Stenson Bennett against Michigan was literally on fire. He, you could not stop him. And I, w- I was shocked. I was like, holy cow. This guy, is, he's a walk-on? Oh, my goodness. He's hes good for a walk-on. I was i was mind-blown on how well off uh, the offensive line for Georgia just blocked Michigan's defense. Like, they manhandled Hutchinson and Ojabo. I was struck i was like whoa wow they are handling us with ease my goodness gracious um but i i do think georgia's gonna win this game uh considering that they've 
got humiliated on live television against Alabama. Um, but humiliated Michigan, I think. Uh, I know I said last time it's going to be a close game, Georgia winning. I'm going to stick with that for this game. I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. And we shall see what happens on on Monday night at 8 o'clock on ESPN. And I honestly could say that Alabama is going to decimate them again. I could. Am I? No. I think Georgia is going to come out with the ball. They're going to hit the ground running. And uh, whew, I, I'm just a little overwhelmed because this is the SEC title game all over again. It could be. Definitely could be. Uh, this game is going to be held in Indianapolis, the first cold weather game because all the bowl games all the championships are kind of held in the south it's kind of nice to see that the uh the championships going somewhere other than the nice warm south of florida texas california whatnot and i do believe georgia could win this game i do believe they will and is stenson bennett gonna be the one to do it yeah he's gonna be a part of it it's not gonna be just him georgia's defense looks they're huge um they are absolutely manhandlers and (laughs) oh my goodness i i bet i could look up at them and say oh my god this is like david and goliath right now uh being goliath is alabama because they're the dynasty that everyone's been chasing after for eight years now Uh, i think georgia can do it i really do uh even though bryce young is the heisman winner he's got one hell of an arm i'm not gonna deny that um, he over the season he went th- uh, 331 for 490, 4,503 yards, 46 touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, Bennett went at 168. A little malfunction there. Uh, Bennett went 168 for five or 261 rather for 2,638 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, I think if Georgia's O line can just absolutely manhandle Alabama's defense. And they can run the ball. Bennett can pass the ball. It doesn't have to be deep throws. It could just be short down the field throws for six, seven, eight, nine yards. And if they, if Georgia can produce more yardage off the catch, then I think Georgia's going to run a lot of this clock, and they ultimately will win the game. But on the flip side of that, Georgia's defense has to play like they did against Michigan. They got to bulldoze everybody they see, and. Those linebackers that Georgia has, they are fast. Holy cow. They are fast. And I, I was watching the Michigan game, and Blake Corum was was going outside to towards the sideline, and the linebacker was kind of midfield, ran at basically the same speed as Blake Corum had caught up with him and took him down in the backfield. I was shocked because Blake Corum is a quick little dude, and I'm, I'm glad he's coming back. But... Uh, oh man, Georgia, please don't disappoint me. I'm going to say it's going to be 35-31 Georgia. Now it's going to be a back and forth game in my opinion. Bryce Young is going to say, you know, I'm the Heisman. Let's go win this championship. Alabama is going to win the championship. Nick Saban probably might get his seventh title. He might, uh, but I I do hope Georgia is going to get this game. 35-31 is my prediction. Um, I, You know, I don't think a lot of people are going to watch this game because it's 
another SEC title, and it's like, oh, Alabama's back in it again. The playoff committee, ESPN, all f- favor the SEC. Go SEC, yeah. I mean, really, it's just Georgia and Alabama are the only really good teams. Everything else is kind of just there. Like, Auburn's just there. Texas A&M is just there. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, uh, Arkansas, Kentucky, they're all just there. It's really Georgia and Alabama. And, yeah, it's like a lot of people are favoring Alabama for the past, like, seven, eight, nine years because Nick Saban is the GOAT. I'm not going to deny that. He's he's a great head coach. And, you know, it would be kind of nice to see him solidify himself a little bit more as the greatest coach of all time. Uh, with his seventh title. Is he? You know, that's a good question. We'll see on Monday night in the national championship game. Shifting gears now to the NFL. Uh, I like to say first that the the wild card is a very sought after spot, especially right now. There's like three teams in the same division trying to get the same spot. Um, you could say that two teams could tie. Um, but some of the biggest games, uh, especially coming into week 18, uh, which, again, the NFL extended the season by one week. Uh, you have Kansas City at Denver. Uh, this is going to be on Saturday, uh, which is tomorrow, um, which I don't know why, but I guess because college football is done with. Um, but yeah, you have Kansas City at Denver, uh, 430 on ESPN. Uh, Dallas at Philadelphia, 815 p.m. on ESPN ABC. And then moving on into Sunday, Cincinnati at Cleveland, 1 o'clock p.m. And a lot of these games I call are at 1 o'clock. There's, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 18, 8 games at 1 o'clock, which is a lot. Um, but first game is Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cincinnati's trying to clinch that spot in this last game. Uh, considering how they've been playing, I think they can do it. Cleveland's kind of just been there. Uh, Baker Mayfield's out this game. Uh, but I I picked the Bengals to win this game, uh, let's say forty two to seventeen, as a as a good marker in Cleveland. And then the next game up is Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit, you guys have surprised me. You've made me cry, made me smile. Uh, please make me smile this last game. Let's let's see if we can beat the Packers. Uh, I believe Jared Goff is in, and this is at one o'clock on Fox at Ford Field. Green Bay on top of the NFC at the number one seed. I really do think Detroit could have a chance, but they played Arizona last time they won, and Arizona has just been inconsistent. Same thing goes for Cincinnati, but Green Bay, they've been very consistent. Aaron Rodgers is, I think, the front runner to be MVP, and I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay won. I think they will. I hope they don't, though, as a Detroit fan. Um, But, yeah. Uh, let's see, 35 to, I don't know, 12, Green Bay wins. And then another big game, another game that's on the line for both of these teams is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger played his last home game, potentially, we'll see. Uh, get, and Baltimore has just been plagued with a bunch of injuries. So I, th- I'm not too sure about this game. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, both teams have played mediocrely, really the mediocre football. Um, but I, I'd like to see Pittsburgh win big Ben go into the playoffs one more time. I would like to see it. 
Now let's go 24 to 21 just for kicks and giggles. And let's see, another big game we have is Seattle at Arizona, New England at Miami, San Francisco at L.A. San Francisco is trying to get in as a wild card. And if they beat L.A., then I think they're in with the loss of, I think it's Los An- the Chargers, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Um, but Seattle is Arizona. I hope the Seahawks, my Seahawks win and upset them at Arizona. I don't think they will. Kyler Murray's a beast. Russell Wilson has been in this league a lot longer, though. Um, but, yeah, uh, those are some of the other games as well as Carolina at Tampa Bay. We will discuss Tampa Bay here in a hot second. Um, but, yeah, rounding it out is Los Angeles at Las Vegas at 820 uh, Sunday night rather on NBC. Both of those teams are also trying to get in. So the wild card picture is absolutely crazy. Um, you're, you're not going to find any crazier uh, wild card playoff picture anywhere else. And we will see come Sunday what happens. I truly do believe that uh, San Francisco could get in. Uh, Los An- the Chargers will get in, I think. And uh, it's just it's a lot it's a lot to handle. It really is. And of course, we'll see what happens come Sunday. Speaking of Tampa Bay. Uh, this past week, they traveled to the New York Jets, who are not in New York. And a uh, quick note, the Giants and the Jets are both being sued by a player because they don't play in New York. They play in New Jersey, which is very funny to me. Um, they're, they're, this person is suing them because they play in, on an old trash dump in New Jersey where they built the stadium. And I just think that's hilarious. But going back to the Jets, um, mid-game... Antonio Brown said that he uh, had some ankle problems and Bruce Arians wanted him to play and Antonio Brown just refused. And a lot of stuff has happened between now and then. Uh, But Antonio Brown ripped off his jersey, pads, everything after several people like Mike Evans, Tom Brady was talking to him saying, hey, what's up? Let's talk about it. Threw his jersey into the stands, ran off the field, kind of doing his whole charade. And the security guards thought it was a fan, honestly, which I think is absolutely hilarious. And hey, he left mid-game. Uh, Antonio Brown, what are you doing, bud? Just because Mike Gronkowski or Mike Rob Gronkowski got more catches than you in this in the middle of the game, you decided to have a a fit and run off the field. Like, come on, man, you're a grown man. You're getting paid to play football. I I. There's a lot of stuff that's up in the air. Uh, Antonio Brown sent out text messages to a trainer that works with Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, uh, just like calling them out. And like Tom Brady helped you out, bro. He he's helping you out by giving you another chance after you got suspended three games for not having a valid vaccination card. Like that right stuff right there is stupid. Um, ha- faking your vaccine card. Uh, but why are you biting the hand that's helping you, bro? It's like, I, I'm just shocked. And then another development that I found out la- late last night and this morning was uh, he brought in an OnlyFans star. Who the, it's like one who licked a toilet to become famous, which is truly disgusting. I don't know why anyone would do that just to be famous. Um, this is the same girl that accused Dave Portnoy, the 
the founder of Barstool Sports of Sexual Assault earlier last year now. I keep forgetting it's 2022. Uh, but yeah, this is the same girl. Uh, he brought her in to his hotel room before the game on Saturday, which he was not supposed to do. And yeah, I, I don't know what happened in that hotel room. I'd rather not get into that. Uh, the whole thing is just weird. But Antonio Brown, you're you're just making yourself look bad by all this. I know you shared your side of the story. You said you had a you had an MRI done. There's some broken bone fragments in your ankle, a torn ligament, whatnot. Uh, but there's two two different sides of the story. Bruce Arians saying that you just absolutely refused to play because Tom Brady was not throwing you the ball. Like, come on. I know you don't have to be the star of the show all the time. Tom Brady's the goat. He could do whatever he wants. He could throw it to whoever he wants. He could throw it to an injured. Uh, he could throw it to an injured Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, if he wanted to. He could throw it to an, a Jets fan and say, "Here, keep the ball." But I, this is just a huge embarrassment for him, I think, and an embarrassment to the NFL for having him go on like this. But. I, I just had a loss of words. Like I first saw this last week, and I was thinking to myself, "Are you? You got to be kidding me!" A grown man. Oh, another microphone malfunction. Sorry about that. Another grown man, or not another, but a grown man getting paid a lot of money to play football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a chance of repeating a Super Bowl. And you're just jeopardizing your season. I know he just got released. Uh, that's on him. Um, but if it were just the ankle and not having a hissy fit about not getting the ball thrown to him, I'd understand. But the fact that you threw a fit about Rob Gronkowski getting more catches than you, I think that says a lot about why. And I know his social media presence is a lot larger than most NFL players. Um, I don't know if he was just doing it for the publicity. It, it's possible. But I think this is just a huge embarrassment for him. And we'll see if anyone picks up. We'll see if anyone picks him up next season. I don't think that's possible. Or it's, it is possible. It's not likely, in my opinion. But Antonio Brown, you got you got to know when and where to act like with composure. And this was definitely not the place to do it. And I know he's had a stint of stuff that happened in the past. Started back at the Pittsburgh and then Oakland and then New England and now Tampa Bay. Like last year, he was fine. Last year, he was a solid player. He won his first Super Bowl. But now I'm starting to rethink that. Like, is there more that happened? I don't know. We'll see. But Antonio Brown, my goodness gracious, you're just you're just digging yourself a bigger hole at this point. And I hope you can get your act together. I hope you can fix something if you need help mentally like i you should go get it I, there's nothing wrong with mental help honestly i i'm getting it uh, i know people who are but it's not nothing to be ashamed of if that's the case but uh, i th- i just truly think there's a whole embarrassment for him and we'll we'll see what happens in the coming days but that is all i have for you on antonio brown that is all I have for this week. Uh, I know I did say I'd get to some NBA college action uh, today, but I'm going to hold off on that till next week, along with 
Novak Djokovic and his debacle in Australia. Have a great week, guys. Uh, go Bulldogs for this for this national championship game on Monday, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>